Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome everyone to episode 32 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. I hope you guys have had a fantastic two weeks. Of course, last week we had a break. Uh, I can only assume that it has something to do with Labor Day. Of course, we had a holiday. It's becoming a bit of a... um, A tradition now, I think, that every time there's a holiday that we're not going to get an episode. Uh, At least so far, that's what it seems like. So we had a break last week, so I hope everybody had enough time to uh, sit back and kind of relax and enjoy a day off. And and we're back. We're back. We're ready to jump back into this thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone that, of course, I used to host two podcasts, uh, one called Geekly Dose, where we talked about everything geek. Also, Republic City Report, which was a Legend of Korra podcast. Once again, those are a little bit older, but you can still find them on iTunes as well as Stitcher Radio. Uh, Rock the Dragon podcast is currently available in several places. Of course, it's iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, as well as uh, Stitcher Radio. So lots of different options out there for you to check out. Speaking of iTunes, uh, I'm happy to say I have a brand new iTunes review. It was kind of a little uh, dry spell for a couple weeks there, but it seemed they seem to be coming back in now. So I appreciate that. So I just want to go ahead and get that out the way now and give a big shout out to Mega Man Tron, <laughs> Mega Man Tron. So it's kind of combining Mega Man and Megatron together. Awesome name um, on iTunes. Five star review says epic. Love the show in two days at work. Myself have caught up completely. Love the perspective of the show. I even love the mistakes because you keep it honest. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mega Man Tron. Um, awesome. Thanks a lot for that. Two days, huh? Wow. I've been getting a lot of I've been having a lot of listeners lately that have been coming in and just listening to every episode of the podcast in a short amount of time. That's that's incredible, <laughs> especially considering there's 32 episodes now, including this one. Uh, well, 33, including episode zero. So once again, if you're someone who's coming along lately and you for, you don't realize it's an episode zero of the podcast, make sure you check that out. I'll talk about Dragon Ball Z for almost two hours. OK, so there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, there's a lot of things that I reference later on in these on the podcast episodes that I started talking about in zero. So if something you never need any clarification on my opinions on something Dragon Ball Z related, I probably talk about it in episode zero. So it's just a good idea to go back and listen to that one because there's a lot of pre- preliminary sort of things. I kind of set the stage for the type of podcast that Rock the Dragon is uh, in episode zero. Not to mention, I, I talk about a lot of Dragon Ball Z shit and who doesn't like that, right? Okay, so yeah, thank you so much for that review, Mega Man Tron. That's incredible. Once again, uh, if you'd like to leave me a review, I'd appreciate it very much. The preferred uh, place is iTunes, because as far as I can tell, I don't think you can leave a review on any other. You can leave a review on Stitcher, but Stitcher's not that uh, as popular as iTunes. Google Play, you can't leave reviews, and if you can leave them on TuneIn, then I just can't seem to find it. So the place that makes the most sense obviously will be iTunes. So thank you very much for that. Um, Also, if you have any questions or comments uh, about anything that we talk about on the podcast for our segment called What Are You Saying? Make sure you send me an email over at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com or send me a message uh, over at facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Now, with that being said, I do have a couple of things that I'm going to read for that segment. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about this episode, so I'll just kind of jump into it. But speaking of the Facebook page, uh, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who's been liking the page recently. The likes have gone up a pretty good bit in the past couple weeks. Uh, I'm up to 68 now. 
that's not a lot by any means, but that certainly there certainly has been some improvement. Um, Cause I know here's the thing. Uh, I can see how many streams I get, how many downloads I get weekly, etc. cetera. Uh, I have a lot more listeners than that page <laughs> will, will, uh, will lead you to believe. Um, so don't be deterred by the lack of likes. If you go there and you think, well, you know, maybe they won't talk much if, since it's not a lot of likes, that's not true at all. I actually make posts pretty regularly on there. We'll talk about a couple of them on this episode. Uh, and I have a, a few regulars who will, will who constantly like the posts and constantly comment on them. I appreciate you guys. I know it's a little hard sometimes for people to just transition over to Facebook to do stuff. A lot of people don't even like Facebook. Trust me. I get it. I really do. Uh, but it's really just a good way to just kind of keep a, a good community going. And it's an easy way for me to let you know about things that are happening, etc. cetera. Uh, for instance, last week we didn't get an episode. So I went to the Facebook page. I posted about it because some of you may have been wondering what was going on. There's always going to be a post there that kind of pertains to that kind of stuff. So it's always a good idea to go over there and like that page. And here's an even better reason to go like the page. I've decided that since I'm slowly creeping up on it, that once we get to 100 likes on the Facebook page, I'm going to do a giveaway. Okay. And if you know me, you know, it'll be something good. And obviously it'll be something Dragon Ball related or podcast related or something. I'm not going to tell you what it is until I officially announce the giveaway. But I'll tell you this now. Once we get to 100 likes, I give you a giveaway. Okay, there will be a giveaway. Now, obviously, in order to qualify for that giveaway, you'll have to have liked the page. I mean, that'll be the first thing that I check (laughs) before I even announce anything else. Only people that have liked the page will qualify for the giveaway. Okay, so this is all the more reason for you to just go and give it a like is, you know, we're 22 likes away. Um, If my math is correct there, which I'm not even sure that it is, (laughs) it might be 32. Uh, Yeah, sorry, 32. Um. Yeah, so head over there and give the page a like, you know, because as soon as we get to 100, I'll come on the podcast. We'll announce the giveaway, tell you exactly what you need to do to qualify to win that. Um, I would say your chances will be very good of winning that because at the very least, you will have a one out of 100 chance. Okay, you know, because once again, only people that have liked the page will qualify. So I know I have way more listeners than that, but if you haven't liked the page, well, we'll qualify for that. Um, so yeah, go ahead and get, go ahead over there and give that page a like so we can get to that point and and get ready for a giveaway. Okay. Now with that being said, it's time to transition over to what are you saying for this week? Once again, send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments about anything, I'll come on the show. I'll, uh, read the question. We'll talk about it. Okay, so the first thing that we have here is I got a message on Facebook from a brand new listener named Justin. Justin actually sent me a message over on the Tim Bridgewater Geek Facebook page, which is okay. Um, maybe you didn't realize that there was a, a, pay, a page for the podcast. I noticed that you actually found it shortly after that, so I appreciate that and appreciate you giving that a like. So Justin wrote in and says... Just started listening to your awesome podcast today at work and have gone through 12 episodes thus far. Thank you. Keep up the phenomenal work. Justin, thank you so much for saying that. This sounds sort of similar to the iTunes review, so I'm wondering if, if, that, if you're the same person. Uh, if so, great. 
<laughs> the more ways you can give me praise, the more ways I'll take it. Um, obviously, if this if it's not you, then do me a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave me a review. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, once again, yeah, everybody who's like jumping into the podcast and letting me know that they've just caught up within a few days. That's that's awesome. You know, I've always had this big concern ever since I started doing uh, Republic City Report, my previous podcast, is that, you know, it's kind of it's not exactly easy doing a podcast by yourself. I'm sure you guys probably realize that if you listen to the other podcasts, it's probably more than one person. Certainly helps to have someone to bounce things off of and and fill in the dead space when it happens. <laughs> but uh, it's just me. So anyone, if you guys are enjoying that, that means that I'm doing something right. So fuck yeah. And thanks a lot for that. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Okay, so now I'm going to hop over to the emails here. I have one from Dispo. Dun, dun, dun. I'm just kidding. Uh, If you've been listening to the past couple of episodes, you know that Dispo and I have been kind of having a little bit of a a debate of sorts, I would say, uh, regarding some things. I won't go into too much detail of all of that again. I mean, obviously, you can just go back and listen to the past two episodes if you want to get a breakdown on that. So um, here's the latest. I'll just read this email says here. I still think you're wrong about the Turles thing because of the Japanese version is the one that counts. I know some dubs revert to Turles as other things, but to my understanding, as far as that movie went. um, Okay, sorry. I think I think you may have had a typo in there. Uh, Let's see. That is just what a okay. Sorry, <laughs> let me read this again. I know some dubs refer to Turles as other things, but to my understanding, as far as that movie went, that is just what a low class saying looked like. I can agree it makes no sense when you compare it to the Bardock special, and it's also never stated in the series. Anyway, I do like listening to you, and it seems like you grew up on the Funimation dub, which I also grew up on and love. I honestly give you props for waiting and watching it in English. I don't have the patience myself, but Sean Schimmel is definitely my Goku voice of choice. Your podcast is cool, and I revise my two stars because you deserve it based on you seem like a cool dude. I'm still down for that battle, though. Dispo. <laughs> Dispo, thanks a lot for sending in the email. Let's let's see if we can take this uh, step by step here. Uh. So just just a quick little recap of what this is pertaining to. There was a misunderstanding about I made a comment on one of the episodes about Goku having a brother named Turles that wasn't canon. If you guys have been watching Dragon Ball Z for a long time, you probably remember the Tree, Tree of Might, that film. At least that was the English uh, title of that movie. There was a low class Saiyan that showed up in that movie who was the villain. He looked exactly like Goku, except I think his hair was a slightly different. But of course, he had a, a scouter because he was a Saiyan. Uh, there was a lot of misconception and sort of misunderstanding about whether or not Turles was Goku's brother. Um, they never actually said that he was in the movie. It had been, I don't know, at least 15 years since I'd seen that movie. But I did break this down in the last episode. That is because of all of the different dubs. Okay, there's a lot of dubs, by the way. Uh, I happen to stumble upon this video on YouTube um, that just kind of broke down the voice acting of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, very good series, by the way. If I if I can find it again, I'll post it. I'll post a link on the, the uh, Rock the Dragon page. But um, it just gave me sort of a, a even a better idea of how many dubs there are. There are a lot. <laughs> like there's way more than I even realized that they were. 
But what happened was is that because of those different dubs, some of the dubs refer to Turles as being Goku's brother, and some of them don't. And as a kid growing up watching Dragon Ball Z, you know, I just didn't think about it enough to do research on it. So I just kind of assumed that he was his brother, but they just never really said it. And, you know, Dragon Ball, this, this, this series is notorious for this kind of stuff. And we'll talk more about this when I get into the next email. But there's a lot of inconsistencies and misunderstandings about things. And a lot of it is due to the original Japanese version. The writers just kind of writing themselves in the corners and not knowing how to get out of it and having plot holes and inconsistencies and filler and non-canon stuff. It gets very confusing from time to time. So, Dispo, I hope at the very least you can agree with that. Okay, because I understand what you're saying. It was your understanding that low-class Saiyans just look like the way Goku looks like. But, of course, that also doesn't make any sense because we've seen other low-class Saiyans that look nothing like that. So even that is not a 100% accurate thing either. So this is what I'm saying. When it comes to this, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I just think that uh, there's different versions of it depending on what you saw. And I and honestly, I don't even think the, the original writers have a definitive answer to this because they obviously had some problems, you know, because it's not it's not hard to find the, the issues that this series suffered from in a lot of ways in terms of writing and, and creating characters. And there's a lot there's all sorts of inconsistencies with the Dragon Balls and the way the dragon works and all this stuff. So I'm just going to chalk it up to that. And, uh, you know, we'll just yeah, I, we'll just kind of leave it at that. Um, but I appreciate you listening. And yeah, I definitely grew up on the Funimation dub. Uh, so let's see. What else did you say here? Uh, you revised. OK, so if you if you did revise your review on iTunes, it hasn't it hasn't gone through. Uh, and this was you sent me this email about two weeks ago. So I don't know if something happened with that, because right now it's still showing the last thing that you did. Um, so just so you know, that hasn't that hasn't changed. But I appreciate the fact that you decided that you wanted to change it. Uh, so that's very cool. OK, so let's move on here. I've got one more here from Rick Blackbeard, one of my frequent listeners here. Uh, Rick writes, hey, Tim, Rick Blackbeard here. It's been a few weeks since I wrote in. So I got a few things to bring up. First, that video you put up on Facebook where you put music to some DBZ footage was tight. It took me back to when I first saw Cooler's Revenge and how it had music from Deftones and Disturbed and a few others. I'm definitely going to have to rebuy it on DVD Blu-ray since I only have it on VHS. Uh, Okay, you know what? Before I go on to your second paragraph, I'll just address that. Uh, Yeah, thanks, man. So in, in, in case you missed that, um... I put up a video on Facebook. It, it was it was a <laughs> it's not it's not great. OK, but it is a cell phone video recording of my TV screen of a VHS that I made when I was, I don't know, 15 or something. Uh, I dubbed some DBZ footage over some uh, Deftones. No, sorry, not not Deftones. Uh, Incubus music. And, uh, and also corn. It's just something that I made a long time ago. I connected my PS1 to my VCR to my stereo and somehow managed to dub this thing. This is before I had any sort of editing software or anything. So I just thought it'd be cool to share that with you guys. So that video is up at the Rock the Dragon page if you want to check that out. Um, so, yeah. OK, 
The second paragraph here says, now about episode 30. I believe that it will be the first episode or the third on the DVD Blu-ray when this arc is over, so I can see why they would do a recap episode, since it will be a bit before the Frieza arc comes out and the next arc is just starting. A recap would help if you're just waiting for the DVD Blu-rays to watch, but it still wasn't a good episode. I'm not sure if there was a break in the Japanese version since I didn't start watching week to week until around episode 40. One last question on this long email. I'm re-watching all Dragon Ball and DBZ and I'm on the fourth season of DBZ, the Garlic Jr. arc, and I'm not sure if you talked about this on episode zero of the podcast, but is the Dead Zone movie canon since they do reference it in this arc, and if it is, it clashes with some of the stuff in the first season like Krillin first meeting Gohan and Piccolo still being a bad guy. What are your thoughts? I look forward to what you got to say. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Rick Blackbeard. Rick, as always, thank you very much. Uh, really quickly, I did. Um, yeah, so uh, you talked about Cooler's Revenge in here also. Yeah, so I got your second email too. So also on the Facebook page, I posted a clip from Cooler's Revenge. Once again, just cell phone footage of my TV. Sometimes I lay in bed before I go to sleep. I have my uh, VCR hooked up in my bedroom and I'll just put in like a random Dragon Ball Z VHS, right? Because I have these VHSs and... Uh, they're just kind of sitting there collecting dust. So I'm like, I'll, st- I'll go back and rewatch some of this stuff. One of the ones that I rewatched recently was Cooler's Revenge. Uh, I talked about this on one of the podcast episodes, but I think I mentioned that Cooler, Cooler's Revenge is probably my favorite, other than the history of Trunks, it's probably one of my favorite of the Dragon Ball Z movies. So yeah, I just, I did post this little clip of Piccolo. Piccolo did this badass move, <laughs> something that we've never seen him do since then. Uh, incredible thing. So just go. I won't tell you what it is, but you, you definitely want to watch it because some of you may have forgotten about it. Head over to Facebook.com slash Rocket Dragon Podcast. Watch the video. Let me know your thoughts, because um, I tell you, in, in the movies, Piccolo used to shine a lot. I mean, he really did some really badass stuff in those movies, stuff that you never see him do in the anime. So uh, I would check that out. Um, OK, so let's see here. Uh, yeah, you talked a little bit about episode 30 as far as that recap episode. You explained some of the reasons why that may have happened. Yeah, I talked about that also. I kind of broke down some of my opinions on theories as to why that may. Uh, well, you know, a lot of different reasons why they would do an episode like that. And, you know, while it the episode wasn't very good, it also, you know, I kind of understand that there's, there's usually some kind of budgetary reason or something like that that leads to these kinds of decisions. And you're saying that in terms of the release of the DVD and Blu-rays, that it probably would have made more sense for them to put that recap episode, right? Because this one saga would end and then the Blu-rays would come out for that and then time would pass and then the next Blu-ray would come out. So maybe a recap would be necessary. Once again, that's a, that's a really good theory. I'm sure it's something like that. So I agree. Excuse me. Okay. So, oh. Now, let's get into this discussion, right? Your question about uh, Dead Zone, right? Now, this kind of ties into what I was talking about with Dispo's email a little bit. There's a lot of crazy inconsistencies in Dragon Ball, right? And I think a lot of it just stems from the original writers not knowing what to do. (laughs) For lack of a better way to put that, 
there's no I don't think there's any there's probably not a better explanation than that for some of this stuff. But from what I understand about the Garlic Jr. saga, OK, because remember, here's a bit of a refresher here. There's a movie called Dead Zone um, and it introduces a villain named Garlic. OK, uh, it's a movie that I believe based on what happens in it, it has to pretty much take place right between Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z because now I'm going to say this. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. So if I if I misspeak on something, forgive me. OK, because I can't remember everything. But I believe so. Like you were saying in that movie, uh, the Z fighters meet Gohan for the first time. Right. And as a you know, Gohan actually is. I think Gohan is the one who actually sends garlic's garlic back to the dead zone, as a matter of fact. So he actually like. You know, he this is the first time we see his powers. He gets pissed off and he just kind of like, you know, launches this blast at, at garlic and knocks him into the dead zone. Um, so, of course, the garlic junior saga happens in DBZ. So garlic has a son named garlic junior. Now, the dead zone is not canon. That's just a movie, right? None of the movies are canon as far as I understand. So it was very weird that in Dragon Ball Z, you know, right after the Frieza arc and before the androids and everything, there was the Garlic Jr. saga. From the, to the untrained eye, or however you want to put it, you would think that that was, was canon, right? Because it happens in the series. Usually whatever happens in the anime is considered canon. It's only in the, the movies or like the manga or something where something may be considered not canon. But from what I understand, the Garlic Jr. Saga is not considered canon, okay? But I, I, you can't even find any, like, official information on that. Like, it's definitely filler, right? It's definitely filler. Now, we know that filler is just these episodes that they would release to give the manga time to get, you know, for the, for the, um, the artists and everything, time to catch up with the manga. So they would release these filler episodes of Dragon Ball Z that didn't advance the storyline and all and didn't really do anything new or interesting. And that's what Dragon Ball Z Kai did was go back and get rid of all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, from what I understand, it's not considered canon. But once again, I know it's weird, right, because it takes place in the anime. <laughs> Uh, so I, there's really no explanation for this other than the writers didn't know what the hell to do. And they just decided to just do whatever they felt like would work at the moment and then decide how it fit later on. Because you're right. It, it, it can't be canon. Um, first of all, in order for the, for the Gullick Jr. Saga to be canon, it would have to. The Dead Zone movie would also have to be canon, which we know it's not. Right. Because Garlic Jr. is the son of Garlic, right? <laughs> so, uh, but it can't be canon because there's definitely, there would definitely be an inconsistency for when everyone met Gohan. The way they met Gohan on Master Roshi's Island when Raditz showed up and all that stuff in Dragon Ball Z does not match up with the way they met Gohan in the Dead Zone movie. So it's two different things there. So, we that is safe to assume dead zone is not canon based on that and since garlic jr is the son of garlic then it's also safe to assume that that saga is also not canon okay now i know that that was a lot <laughs> so i hope some of that made sense but i think the short answer here and this kind of ties into what you're asking and, and this discussion that dispo and i've been having is that i just think the writers themselves had trouble 
you know, and, and because of that, we're still confused on some of this stuff to this day. And it's hard to find to even find a straight answer on some of this stuff. All right. So I think that about does it for all the preliminary talk. Once again, what are you saying? See me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about any of that. Uh, so now that being said, it's time to jump over into the episode talk for this week. Of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast, episode 32, is going to cover episode 32 of Dragon Ball Super titled The Matches Begin. We're all off to the planet with no name. OK, so once again, that pretty much tells us exactly what we need to know here. Everything is, is starting to begin here. Um, you know, we kind of kind of got a couple episodes in between that didn't really mean anything like the flashbacks episode and this whole thing with Master Zuno. But you can go back and listen to the past two episodes. To hear me talk about that. But now we're kind of getting this thing moving. So the episode kind of begins off with uh, Goku and Vegeta training inside the hyperbolic time chamber. This is something that we knew was going to happen. They talked about it. I forget now exactly how long they were planning on going. I think three years or something like that. So it's kind of nice that they start off the episode uh, just kind of showing us that. Because if I'm not mistaken, this is our first time seeing the hyperbolic time chamber in Dragon Ball Super at this point. So it's kind of nice to just revisit that. Uh, the animation, the art here is not great. <laughs> it actually is pretty bad. But I've kind of grown to learn to accept it in some places now. Uh, so that'll be that. And I won't talk too much more about it. Uh, but we get some pretty cool moments here where, you know, uh, Vegeta's kind of having an inner monologue, talking about how he's grateful that Goku's there. He'd never tell him that, but because he needed him there to become stronger. And they're just kind of talking about, you know, uh, they're wondering about how strong the other fighters are going to be and how strong Manaka is and all this kind of stuff. And Vegeta's just saying, hey, you know, don't worry about it. There's a reason for all this. You're being really childish. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Act like an adult, which. Excuse me, um, which I kind of agree with. You know, I, I have not been a huge fan of this more childlike Goku that we've been getting. I mean, he's been way like way like and this is Goku we're talking about. He's always childlike, but he's been like overboard childish thus far in Dragon Ball Super. And the fact that Vegeta's drawing attention to it, too, lets me know it's not just me. <laughs> OK, but once again, this just kind of goes back and ties into this whole theory that, well, they just decided for Dragon Ball Super that they just wanted to try to make it more child friendly. You know, from what I understand, some of this kind of changes later on uh, because he's so childish at this point. In some ways that it starts to become hard to believe that he actually has like an adult son. <laughs> that he had, that he's a married man with two kids you know like it, it's just it's getting hard to kind of like think about him in that way when he's being this way but you know it's not it's not the worst thing it's just something that's once again it's just very different from dragon ball z okay so uh we also get a scene here where Whis is sort of preparing everyone all the z fighters and their families because uh, they're all going to take a trip to this tournament. So he's kind of got this big box, weird interdimensional universal spaceship thing, whatever it is you want to call it. Standing on top of it, he's just kind of making announcements. You know, it's kind of funny. It's kind of entertaining in a way because it's like, you know, 
it's like he's a tour guide and they're about to go on this tour of you know a theme park or something but they're about to go into outer space um, so it's kind of cool we get to revisit Goten and Trunks of course they're going to be pretty excited about something like this um, so most of that is just him just kind of explaining hey you know if you got to use the bathroom or anything just do it beforehand because once we get on this thing there's no stopping <laughs> so no problems here so far I mean this is some of the lighthearted Dragon Ball related stuff that we've come to like um, I thought what I thought was very funny about this scene is that if you if you um, pay really close attention to Master Roshi when they first the, the camera's panning across and they show him he's uh, he's looking at a dirty magazine <laughs> and he's got the he's got his his nose is bleeding and everything and then and then they cut to the next shot and Boma I think is like dragging him across the ground so it's one of those things that if you just kind of look around at the other characters you'll notice that they're doing their usual stuff so that was funny. Uh, they get ready to leave and then Jaco shows up and for some reason they do like this dr dramatic sort of like panning up shot of him which I don't understand because we just saw him last episode like it's not like <laughs> not like we haven't seen him in a long time uh, but yeah I, I don't know I just I wish they would just stop showing him like I mean you know less emphasis on Jaco I mean you know because he has he has yet to prove to me why he's even here so but yeah so he shows up uh, and then they have some questions about everybody's wondering well, where the where are the Saiyans at oh wait sorry I didn't mention this. <laughs> Jaco also brings with him what is apparently the king of the I don't know, the king of the galaxy. Is that what you is that what you would call him? Is that how you guys perceive that? Um, you know, it's just another character that didn't mean shit. He just didn't matter. They introduced him and then they never brought him up again. And they never explained why he was there or what the point of any of that was. So once again, forgettable character introduced all of a sudden for no reason. Uh, and then Goku and Vegeta show up and <laughs> in what I think is a first once again I'm I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong but they show up and they have beards okay never seen Goku with a beard never seen Vegeta with a beard uh, we're not going to count anything that happened in GT okay <laughs> we've never seen these guys with facial hair but I guess it's just supposed to be a, a little bonus thing to show how long they've been gone even though this isn't their first time going in a hyperbolic time chamber, but for some reason before they never grew facial hair. So thanks for creating another plot hole. It's not that they can't grow facial hair. No one's saying that because I remember King Vegeta had a goatee. So Saiyans can definitely grow facial hair, but they just, they've just never done it before. You know, and this isn't their first time going into a hyperbolic time chamber, but I guess we can just assume that they just shaved. You know, okay, fine. <laughs> Every other time they went to the hyperbolic time chamber, they just shaved their faces. Why not? It's not the craziest thing in the world to, to think about that. So they show up in Boma and Chichi are like, you guys are not going anywhere uh, until you shave or bath, uh, shower, etc. Uh, so yeah, so then we just cut a little bit to the forward and then they show back up and they're all clean and dressed up and everything i think they mentioned something about staying in the hyperbolic time chamber for an extra week uh i'm not sure if i heard that right but i don't know how that was i forget i'm not going to even try to get into the rules of the hyperbolic time chamber because i don't remember them all so i'm not going to even try <laughs> i forget what the conversion is in terms of days to hours and all that shit but somehow they managed to stay in there even longer than they planned to in the beginning so they're headed in the outer space, right? All of a sudden, Goten and Trunks smell something. 
And what I thought was actually a very funny moment, uh, Boo admits that he made a stinky. And uh, it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. And a lot of times those kind of jokes don't really work on me. You know, I'm, I don't know. I've been around a long time and like it takes more than just like dirty jokes or potty humor and shit like that to make me laugh. But I thought it was funny. Probably because it was Boo. <laughs> and then Mr. Satan makes a, a Majin Poo joke, which I believe was actually the first time I had actually heard that, believe it or not. Uh, but then so we get there, right? We get there. Everybody's setting up, getting ready here. Uh, and then we finally get the arrival of Beerus, who has uh, Monaka with him. The Monaka that we've been hearing about for several episodes, who's apparently the most the strongest fighter that Beerus has ever faced. OK, so he comes out. And as to be expected, he doesn't look very strong. That's a very sort of common thing in Dragon Ball. You know, we all know that muscles mean nothing in this world. Even the smallest, scrawniest fighters can have immense power, which clearly this guy does. Um, so immediately, Goku, you know, jumps in his face. starts asking him a bunch of questions because he's so super curious about it. You know, he's super pumped up at the idea of there being someone that he knows for a fact is stronger than him and the, the, the strongest person that Beerus has fought. So he's asking a bunch of questions about his name and what his name means in his language. And uh, apparently some part of his name translates to nipples. And then we get a shot of his uh, protruding overly large nipples. So um, thank you, everybody, uh, for Rock the Dragon podcast. I'm Tim Bridge. <laughs> I feel like I just need to end the show after that. Right. <laughs> it's like I it's like I don't even know what to say about that. You know, I, I, I can't. It's so stupid, but it's also gosh. I mean, it's Dragon Ball and they do make inappropriate jokes sometimes. So I guess I'm not going to be too hard on it. Uh, I don't understand. I mean, it's just <laughs> this, weird, this weird character who's not a I, I don't think it's a female. I don't know species wise, but he just has these uh, big nipples. So, OK, but basically, oh God, let's just change the subject. Uh, yeah, Goku wants to test his power. Right. But he's saying, you know, Beerus is like, wait, you know, just wait. I told you just wait until the actual tournament. But Goku can't do it for some reason. He just seemed, and this is that childlike Goku that I'm not really crazy about because I just, I never in a million years in Dragon Ball Z do I think Goku would have done something like this. But he just hauls off and just punches Monaka in the face. <laughs> okay, apparently he thought that he was going to deflect it or duck or something, but yeah i just it's just very hard for me to envision the dragon ball z goku doing something like that and i'm not saying that he didn't do anything like that before before someone sends me an email saying well an episode whatever you know uh, look i'm not saying that it's never happened okay but i'm saying that is that it's just it's definitely a different type of a behavior for goku to be that unaware and that careless and that naive to where he would just like take a swing at this person that he just met so that's not common at all. Okay, but anyway, so, um, you know, they pick them up and then they hop back in the ship and uh, they're they're eating some food and stuff. And I thought was, it's a very, another funny moment happening here is when <laughs> Vegeta makes a comment about, uh, I think he says something along the lines of, this is the, the only real food he's had in a couple years, really, since he's been in the hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> and then he says something like, uh, I apologize for what you're about to witness. And it, it was really funny. It was very funny. 
Um, the delivery there from Christopher Sabat there was uh, was pretty perfect. So then we get to this point where they finally make their arrival, right? They're, they're the planet with no name. You know, everybody's just kind of looking out the window. They're just kind of in awe. This is where some of the better animation obviously kicks in at. A lot of this stuff is kind of CG. We're seeing the Super Dragon Balls. We're seeing them all just kind of in awe of the environment and the space around them. Uh, it all looks pretty good. And I have to say, I like this. I mean, I you know, um, I think it would have been very easy for them to just get repetitive and do a bunch of shit that they had already done. Uh, say in in Dragon Ball Z, um, but this is new, you know. This is new. Them kind of being in outer space and just kind of doing the things the way they're doing it now. The, the way they're doing it, I appreciate the different uh, sort of perspective on it. And so we get some pretty epic shots of them just kind of riding along these uh, Dragon Balls, and everybody's just kind of in awe of the Dragon Balls, and they're talking about. Um, how uh, they can see why these balls would have so much power because of how big they are and they really are the size of planets and etc. So, and then Beerus mentioned something about, uh, okay, that's enough with the sightseeing. Let's kind of get to the point, okay? So they show up to the actual planet with no name and uh, they're just kind of looking around at the, uh, the setup. And now there's a couple comments between um, I think Goku's asking, you know, if Champa is the one who set this up, and Beerus is saying that, no, Champa couldn't have done it, and if he did, it'd be sticks and paper or something, <laughs> and then Champa shows up, okay? Uh, so a lot of this stuff, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about this, because it's just kind of a, you know, a lot of preliminary stuff. It's not boring stuff necessarily, but it's nothing to really break down. Um, you know, they're just talking about the stadium, and he builds some new seating, and uh, Weiss does uh, and stuff like that oh but I did want to mention the fact that um, there is a comment in here where they're sort of telling Champa that hey we know your secret we know that you took some of the super dragon balls from our universe and that explains your trespassing and etc and they all I don't know they kind of make a big deal out of it <laughs> in the moment to where it almost makes it seem like he did something wrong but I don't really see why that would be wrong. I mean, the whole point of these Dragon Balls is to collect all of them. They're useless unless you have all seven. So <laughs> why make a big deal out of him coming to Universe 7 to get theirs when that's the entire point of these Dragon Balls? You know, I just, I just thought that was weird how they kind of try to make it seem like he did something wrong or something that was against the rules. But it's like that's the whole point of the Dragon Balls is collect all seven of them. That's always been the point. So... I don't know. I just thought that that was a little bit strange that they just kind of made a moment out of that. Uh, and maybe they were just trying to clarify and remind us as the viewers that, you know, when he when we first met Champa, he was just kind of sneakily, you know, going around the galaxy or universes. I mean, we we but we kind of could assume that that's what he was doing, right? That he was looking for Dragon Balls. OK, uh, so, yeah, but they still haven't found all of them yet so that's still a little bit i mean they still haven't found that other one uh so it'll be interesting to see uh when they find that one and how they'll find it okay so they pretty much you know head off to begin to fight everybody's got their vip seating uh set up and everything uh and then we come across some characters that we haven't seen since uh the beerus saga and that is supreme kind elder kai but not only that 
we see that Supreme Kai uh, Shin, which I, gosh, they haven't called him Shin since he first arrived in the Boo Saga <laughs> during that tournament. Uh, but Supreme Kai and uh, Kabito have separated again. Okay, so if you remember correctly, that version of him that we had been seeing for a while, Kabito Kai, was because they fused together with the earrings way back in the Boo Saga. So they separated again. And Goku kind of points it out. And Shin, uh, Shin, um, Supreme Kai just kind of points out this whole thing uh, about, uh, yeah, they just decided that they didn't want to be joined together anymore. So they used the Namekian Dragon Balls in order to separate. Now, um, what was funny to me is that Goku was so surprised that they separated. Uh, he, as a matter of fact, he even says something like, I thought once you joined, you couldn't separate. Uh, it's almost like he forgot that he and Vegeta did the same damn thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Granted, it didn't happen the same way. They didn't use the Dragon Balls. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Boo turned Vegito into a piece of candy, ate him, and then once they went inside of him, they separated. There was no explanation as to why that happened. We were just supposed to kind of accept that, well, now that they're inside of Boo, they separate. So that's how they separate. But my point is that Goku should have already known that a separation is possible, at least. I don't know if the explanation of why they did it is the greatest, but and I, I'm very curious from a writing standpoint of what's the actual reason they decided to separate those two characters again. I mean, I don't care either way. I mean, I, I you know, I kind of honestly, in some ways, I kind of prefer them separate because I like their dynamic, right? I like the dynamic between Supreme Kai and Kabito when they first showed up. Uh, and plus, I kind of like the idea that these these super powerful beings seem to always kind of have a companion or someone who's there with them. That's it's their job to kind of look over them and, and look after them and stuff like, you know, like Beerus and uh, Whis and Champa and Vados. Well, there's Supreme Kai and Kabito, uh, but they're there to take, you know, I, and I do. This is this is some of the better writing, I would say. The fact that they're there, that it, seems, it stands to reason that they would be there to witness this universal battle someone has to be over this stuff and make sure rules are followed and etc so not only do we have the supreme kai of universe seven we also have the supreme kai universe six that shows up so just you know the little the, the little theory that i mentioned a couple episodes back about universe six having its own supreme kai and all that well that it's true they do so I, I like that though. I think I think it's very cool, and I think it's cool that they all kind of showed up for the fight. Now at this point is where things get really interesting. This is where we start to meet Champa's team. Okay, so they show up. We get these quick little shots of each one of the people. Uh, we do notice that one of them looks a lot like Frieza. Okay, this is something that Goku points out himself. <laughs> um, and you know we have like a bear-looking guy, and we have a robot. And we have another dude that I can't, you know, I can't really explain what he looks like very much. But we also get this sort of humanoid looking kid who looks like he could be from Earth. Or more importantly, he looks like he could be from the planet Vegeta. Okay. So he walks up to Vegeta and Goku. Uh, and he asks them if they're Saiyans. And they say, yeah. And Vegeta's like, oh, let me guess. In your universe... You guys also have Saiyans. And he's like, yeah, I'm one of them. So this is one of the coolest, the coolest things I think I've probably seen in this series so far. 
because uh, there's been a lot of talk. I remember, I forget which one of my listeners was asking about this, but uh, yeah, so it does seem like in, in, in this other universe, there are a lot of similarities and they do have counterparts. And one thing that they do have is they have their own say in race. Um, now, what's interesting about it is that they're different, right? <laughs> we find out that in that in this version of the Saiyans are actually heroes. They're like Jedi, you know? They're like the opposite of what the Saiyans were, you know? Uh, planets and, and, and people hire them to fight injustice. Uh, so it, it's just very cool to see a different dynamic. And so, you know, not, every, not everything is gonna be the exact same. There are There is a Saiyan race in Universe 6, but they're very different than Universe 7s. But it's kind of cool in a way because this is another Saiyan, right? And uh, Vegeta is familiar with some of the differences that they have and some of the things that he mentions. Like, I, I forget what the original uh, name of the, the original Saiyan home planet was, but because they, they mention that here. But that planet still exists in Universe 6. Because if you, you know, remember with Dragon Ball Z uh, history that the Saiyans lost their original planet due to civil war, so they moved to, I believe, what was the Tuffle planet, and they conquered that planet, and then they called it, they named it Vegeta, right? So that's where the moment happens, where the little Saiyan is like, you, 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 you guys, what do you mean you conquered their planet? So this is where they kind of find out that there's differences, but Vegeta reassures them there's nothing to worry about, uh, because we don't conquer planets anymore. He doesn't, man, he doesn't mention the fact that <laughs> there are only two full-blooded Saiyans left, period, in that universe. But, you know, he, re he, he reassures them that there's nothing to worry about. Um, now, also, uh, yeah, so they do kind of mention, once again, there's a, there's a character who looks a lot like Frieza. So I guess it's just safe to assume that in Universe 6, whatever that race is that Frieza is, they also have in Universe 6. So, yeah. Uh, I'm expecting to see a lot of this kind of stuff. Um, but all of this, the whole point of this part of the episode is just kind of building up to this written exam that they're all going to take. Once again, this is something that Vegeta suggested because he wanted to make sure every one of the fighters was competent enough to be able to understand the rules of the fight. But what it ends up doing is, is showing that one of them actually isn't. <laughs> and that's Majin Buu. Who just falls asleep while taking the test okay and who knows when or if he'll wake up so they're gonna have to try to find another uh teammate which they don't really resolve that before the tournament begins which i thought was strange because they just decide to just jump into the tournament anyway even though they don't have a full team unless i'm missing something <laughs> so then they kind of start to get this thing jumped off and obviously uh <laughs> they have a they have a quick little funny moment here where they do like a universal uh national anthem of some sort and <laughs> it was funny it was definitely funny um we kind of get this brief introduction not even really introduction i mean the, the announcer obviously these tournaments always have to have an announcer so we get an announcer who's pretty cool looking um yeah and, and we get a little little national anthem thing that's a little funny there uh, but yeah, essentially, once again, they just kind of jump into the tournament, even though they're missing a fighter. Uh, I don't know how that's going to turn out. I don't know if Boo's going to wake up or if Gohan is somehow going to make his way out there to show up. 
but I guess we'll find out. So yeah, Goku and uh, this whoever this bear-like character is, is uh, are the first uh, two up to fight. So it's always interesting, or well, I, I say it's definitely interesting in this situation. I think, and Supreme Kai mentions this that Goku's the first to fight. Uh, of course, Manaka's going to be last. So you know the way this is structured tells us something from a story perspective from a writing perspective about how this is probably going to play out right as in they probably kind of want to save the best quote unquote for last now the question is who is going who is he going to end up fighting so i guess we'll see i guess we'll see how long this arc is going to last uh that pretty much takes care of the episode um hopefully we get some good action here hopefully we get some good animation i mean gosh you know, save your budgets for the fighting episodes. That's what I say. <laughs> all that filler stuff with Zuno and all of that. They could have just. I didn't care if the animation was terrible there. But here's where everything needs to improve as we start to get back into these fights. So that pretty much does it for the episode. Once again, you have any questions, comments, things, anything you want to say or ask about that. Send me an email. In, uh, gosh. Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. I want to remind everyone. Head over, like the Facebook page, because as soon as we get to 100 likes, I'm going to announce a giveaway. Okay, so Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. We can do it. It's only 32 measly likes. I know I have enough listeners here to where we could hit that today <laughs> if we wanted to. So going over there, enter to have a chance, you know, get ready to, to win some stuff. We can have some more fun here as we dive more into this. Um, destroyer tournament I think they refer to it as so I think that'll be our official title for this tournament unless I'm mistaken there but uh, yeah so I think that about does it guys so until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast I'm Tim Bridgewater and I will see you next time